as someone who is so excited to garden this spring yet really wants top quality soil i'm really excited to introduce you to coast of maine which is an esteemed brand renowned for its organic soil offerings and if you're seeking to infuse your home environment with a nourishing essence that promotes flourishing plant life you're gonna want to listen to this because with over 28 years of expertise coast of maine has meticulously crafted soils sourced from oceanic waters and farms certified for organic organic cultivation. It's so nice to find such a sustainable, eco-friendly brand who really emphasizes the importance of natural ingredients to enrich their soil. And I mean, they have, like I said, top quality. With rigorous quality control and OMRI listed certification, their diverse range of products caters to all gardening needs. Most of our soils may lack appropriate nutrients for success for our plants and our plants need this. We want to regenerate the healthy microbes in our soils to set up for gardening success and just for our plants to thrive. So if we add Coast of Maine products, this will indeed help. Whether you're planting trees or shrubs or perennials in your yard, adding Coast of Maine soil in your planting holes leads to a long, slow feeding of your plants, making them self-sufficient and vibrant, which we love. Let's say you want a vegetable garden. Not only will you receive abundant harvest, but there will be less feeding and maintenance throughout the season. Amazing. You know that everything grown in Coast of Maine soil is organic and safe for your family and friends right out of the garden. And then you get to also feel good about their sourcing as I'm so thankful they provide natural ingredients because they will never include household waste or biosolids. And we know that nothing nurtures the world above better than the soil below cultivated from products and practices rooted in coast of Maine. And so they will continually perfect the art and science of sourcing, mixing, and composting products worthy of the people and the place that inspired their brand and the healthier world it was built to serve. Coast of Maine believes in nurturing relationships with local retailers. We love supporting local and the products are carried by local retail partners who can provide advice and insight not found in big box stores. So Coast of Maine knows from beginner to expert. Anyone who takes a hand to the land has something to offer the growing community of gardeners everywhere. And their products make organic gardening simple and approachable so we can all garden. So let's get to growing. Visit coastofmaine.com to find a local retailer near you. That's Coast of Maine, like the state with an E, coastofmaine.com. I'm all about that fuss-free glam. Give me makeup that's versatile and feels like air on my skin and has ingredients that love my face, that's good for my face. You know, clean ingredients. And don't even get me started on mascaras because I do want them bold and lengthening. <laughs> and so we have Thrive Cosmetics, which I've been using since 2020, obviously because I appreciate their foolproof products that make it really easy to apply for any skill level. And they have a full line of makeup to refresh your everyday look, but also they give back. Every product purchased, Thrive Cosmetics donates products and funds to help communities thrive, hence why it's Thrive Cosmetics, C-A-U-S-E, Medics. Thrive Cosmetics and Bigger Than Beauty Skincare are not just makeup brands, they're a whole vibe. They're all about empowering us to rock our confidence, and when you support them, we are helping other communities thrive. Their stuff is not only easy to use, but 
no nasties, zero parabens, sulfites, phthalates. They are 100% vegan and cruelty-free. Let's talk lashes. Thanks to Thrive's liquid lash extensions, I must say that my lashes are just so beautiful and lush. It adds lengths. There are no clumps. And also, guess what? It slides right off with warm water. So no raccoon eyes here. And I appreciate they have nourishing ingredients that support longer, stronger, and healthier looking lashes over time. And it's a unique formula they use that creates these tubes around each eyelash to lengthen them. We've had problems in the past with the link, but the link does work now. Refresh your everyday look with Thrive Cosmetics, luxury beauty that gives back. Right now, you can get an exclusive 10% off your first order at thrivecosmetics.com magic. That's Thrive Cosmetics. C-A-U-S-E-M-E-T-I-C-S dot com slash magic for 10% off your first order. Hello, magical friends. I'm Allie Michelle. And I'm Raquel Mantra. And welcome to Your Own Magic Podcast. Our intention is to connect you with the most inspiring thought leaders and visionaries and share some of our experiences and wisdom to help you unleash your own magic. Yes, we're so grateful you're spending this present moment with us today. Because you are the master of your fate and you should put your manifestations out there and, and what your heart desires. So put it out there and take action and then step back step back let it go laissez-faire hands off breathe and surrender and that's the order that i do it in because i understand that life is much bigger than me and much bigger than what i want and if i'm too focused on what i want and not what is to the highest good of humanity because we're all connected then i end up suffering more when we're focused on other people and what we can give to them, there's this sense of joy because it's a circulation of energy. There's a circulation of love happening. If it's just within us, then we're just sitting there malignant in our own feelings. Now let the magic begin. Hello, Soul Tribe. I am so excited to welcome the next guest. <laughs> we get punnier as time goes on. I know. It is a, we are just one big cotton candy fluff ball. Bumper sticker. But I like right it. Here. Yes. yes. <laughs> well, anyways, you guys kind of know her, I think. Those of you who listen to this podcast, you might be familiar with the next guest. Her, uh, she, She's my sister. She's also the co-host of the best podcast that exists on this physical plane. And her name so is... <laughs> <laughs> Oh man, we haven't had enough mushroom coffee. Anyways, her name is Allie Michelle, <laughs> or as I'd like to call her, Moonlight. Hello, Moonlight. Hello, Sunlight. <laughs> oh man, it's weird being a guest on here. I, I suddenly have like so much empathy for everyone that's been on here. I'm like nervous. <laughs> <laughs> like shit. <laughs> you are on the seat. You're on the hot seat. I'm are you on ready? The hot seat. And you're like staring at me with super present eyeballs. That is too. right. So I am here. You're here <laughs> to interview you with all of their amazing questions, by the way. So let's get back to it, though. I kind of want to, you know, I want to be professional and give you a little bit of an intro. Oh. I want to, in fact, I actually just took your bio from your book. And I'm going <laughs> <to> <laughs> <that>. <laughs> 
<laughs> I'm just gonna repeat it to them. You know me, like spend 24 hours a day with me. You take the bio from my freaking back cover. <laughs> You're welcome. Uh, anyways. anyways, in case you guys don't know, <clears throat> Ali Michelle L will be releasing <laughs> her poetry book, Explorations of a Cosmic Soul, in just a few days from when this podcast really is released. So this Wednesday, January 31st, which happens to be the day of the blue moon. And also, um, oh, my mom's birthday. I just had to throw that in there for my mama. She listens to everything. Once in a blue moon, does anyone get to release a freaking poetry book on a blue moon? Seriously, so wise. And that energy is only going to allow this poetry book to soar in the hands of who needs it most. It's just going to, I hope it reaches and I know it will reach everybody who needs to hear and feel your powerful words because you are one of the most empowered goddesses that I personally know. And I, whenever I read your poetry, I feel that empowerment and enlightenment. So I can't wait for everybody to just soak it up. All right, back to the bio. Ali Michelle is an inspirational poet, writer, and the co-founder, co-host of Wellness Podcast, as I already said, Your Own Magic. Ali is a meditation and yoga teacher who also trained in both Reiki and cranial sacral healing. She combines her different holistic healing practices to educate people on living their most balanced and empowered lives. Through her community of nearly half a million people on social media, she holds a space to help people connect to the unconditional love inside of themselves. Anyways, Allie and I are sitting in her room with our crystals in hand, our selenite, to record this episode for you. And Allie, you're going to be so grateful because I asked the Soul Tribe on the secret Facebook group yesterday to ask you so many questions. And you were flooded with a variety of these thought-provoking questions that you are going to... I I think you're going to be a little stumped. (laughs) Just kidding. No, it's going to flow so well. And... I also want to thank you for giving me permission to give the Soul Tribe in the Facebook group the first exclusive peek on your eye-popping poetry book cover. It's beyond beautiful. Thank you. Yeah, Rebecca Wrights did that. And she, it's like Becca Wrights on Instagram. She's amazing. She does um, Jill from Spirit Daughter, who we actually interviewed. She's one of our first interviews. Um, She's an astrologist. She wrote the foreword and Rebecca does um, the art for her cover. So that's how I found her. So Jill's doing the forward for my book and Becca's doing the cover. So keeping it in the soul sister goddess yes. family. And um, yeah, it, it's amazing to work with so many empowered women. Who are tapped in and so connected to you and so like-minded as well. And how do you spell Rebecca's last name? R-E-I-T-Z? Yeah, so her Instagram's like B-E-C-C-A, Becca um, underscore, I hope I'm saying this right, right? R-E-I-T-Z. Mm-hmm. And then Spirit Daughter, you know. Spirit Daughter wrote the most um, beautiful foreword, by the way. Everybody must read it. They'll really learn a lot. Yeah, I really... It, this is how this happened. I texted her because I had found this picture of this constellation. It was the Pleading constellation. And I was like, hey, Jill, like, what does this mean? And and she just wrote like this long, beautiful, in-depth text. And I'm like, oh my God, this <laughs> is a book right here. And so... Um, I started ha- asking her more and she was explaining like the forecast really and how what's happening right now with the rise of the feminine. And when I say the rise of the feminine, um, it's not to alienate men because we all have masculine energy and we all have feminine energy, but yeah. right now we're shifting paradigms. And so she kind of moves through um, 
the constellation forecast and why that's happening and when it started um like it started in august around the solar eclipse with yeah. the me too movement that's when that started um and we all kind of had a huge accelerated leap in consciousness and that was around the time that i really was diving deep into this poetry um so having her just like write a foreword was such a dream and yeah I cried when I got the cover and the Jill's piece submitted it was amazing I know I had goosebumps and I feel the shift too especially with everything going on in the woman's march wow that is so powerful yeah we're not holding back anymore and so you said that you were writing a lot of this back in August but when did you begin writing this book um I want to say like right when we got back from India. Yeah. Um, and I had always written poetry here and there, but I don't know. I, I never took it seriously. It was more just something I do throughout my journal sometimes. But all of a sudden, like after India, I started to kind of hear this voice in my head. Um, and it was my voice, but it, it was like, it sounds silly, but there's, it was like my yoga voice, like my deep, yes. wise, like Yoda voice. <laughs> That sometimes comes out on this podcast. That sometimes comes on the podcast. That Emma Milden called the Naughty Nun. <laughs> yes, the Naughty Nun voice. No, we're not labeling it that. Um, <laughs> but um, anyways, I started to, almost as Elizabeth Gilbert says in Big Magic, these poems would start to come through almost as separate entities. And I was going through such a hard time, mm-hmm. like a lot of pain, a lot of fear, just really struggling with my internal shadow and so it was almost like I would ask the universe a question and that was my response in the form of a poem and I think like you see it poetry is making this huge comeback right now particularly contemporary female poets you see like Rupi Carr um, with Milk and Honey and the Sun and Her Flowers, Lang Liav, like all these incredible inspired female poets um and especially my roommate, Raquel Mantra. Um, And I think why that is, is that people don't want to be told anymore. They don't want to be preached to. They want to be sung to. They want to connect to the song in their own heart because we're craving more. We want, we want authenticity in the form of music. Yes. And then what got the drum rolling whenever you heard this voice? And then I just noticed you see the evolution of your poems from when they started to now. What what was the driving force or the momentum that made you keep going and keep writing poetry till you realized, wait, maybe I can create a book out of this? Yeah. I mean, thinking I could create a book out of this didn't come until later. Um, I dove into it because it was what was relieving my suffering. It was what would snap me back into myself and align me back to my spirit and kind of bring me back into this cosmic perspective of, oh, it's okay. It's all fine. You're fine. Just witness this. Be with it. You know, allow whatever arises to arise. And so I just kept um, using it as this tether back to my heart as a way to figure myself out in the form of writing. And that's why... Some of the poems are a little more intense and a little more dark because I never had the intention of anyone else seeing it mm-hmm. um, in the beginning. And then you actually were like, you know, this could be a book. <laughs> oh, that's right. <laughs> yeah. So you're like, how did this happen? Well, yeah. Raquel, um, <laughs> this is how this happened. I'll remind you. Um, and then and we were like 
deep in the jungle um very isolated and before I met Raquel I spent like a few months by myself and really just dealing with being alone um and then we moved islands actually and it was like this whole new lifetime began um around the time of the solar eclipse in August and I started to it's not that I became a whole new person it's that I became who I have felt in my deepest core um I always have been if that makes sense like I you know we're on a journey to becoming who we already are you've heard that bumper sticker before and so um that's what I feel like is that that launched me on this path and I'm still on it but um yeah I feel very aligned with that right now wow I have tears in my eyes (laughs) and goosebumps because I just that's so true these poems were your healing force and what's amazing and I want you to know is that they were also super healing for me too what I love about them is I think anybody can pick it up and relate to it. In fact, I encourage somebody if they, once they do get the book and let's say they're having a bad day, just pick it up, open one page and just trust that those are the words you need to hear because that's how powerful it is. It's so relatable. It really is for exploring your soul your cosmic soul (laughs) and I also that is so interesting that I'm thinking back to that time of the solar eclipse and the evolution of your poems between the solar eclipse and now first of all when was the last poem written oh um the last poem was written three days ago yeah and I had already it's Wednesday January 24th by the way guys oh well um (laughs) I had already recorded the audio for the book. I had already, it was like ready to upload to create space. And then I kind of, my whole life got uprooted at the last minute. Like everything changed. Um, My foundations were completely shaken. And and how my life is this week is completely night and day to how it was last week. In every single area, every area has changed. (laughs) Um, Yeah. But I it was this one night, um, and I had just experienced a lot and I couldn't really sleep. And I just kept waking up and looking at the stars. And then I finally was like, I am not gonna sleep. I accept that. So I like rolled out of bed and this must've been like, I don't know what time is it? Like six or something. Mm -hmm. Oh yeah. No, it was six 30 actually. And you were yeah um, right before the sun was about 15 minutes before the sun was going to rise. It was was like, Oh, and you didn't even you didn't even get your coffee. I didn't even get my coffee. You skipped on the coffee. I skipped the coffee. It was pitch black. I rolled out of bed, um, and I walked to the beach, and I just like stared at the ocean under the night sky. And then as the dawn started to kind of rise, and and I was just breathing and watching the waves, um, because I didn't know what else to do but just watch nature and be with myself and. Um, this one last poem came through and I heard it and my first reaction was kind of like, ah, oh, crap. I already, like, I already recorded the things and I did all the things and, and it honestly is a very vulnerable poem. Mm-hmm. Um, and I debated putting it in there or not, but then I realized if I didn't put it in there, I would be completely dishonoring the integrity of everything I've talked about in the book, which is 
keep your heart open, move with whatever arises, um, and be honest, like live from an honest cosmic place. And so I was like, oh, I can't go back on my own. Like no one would know, but I would know. And so I stuck it in there and, um, I needed to be, yeah. So I went into my closet <laughs> and because we live in Hawaii and don't have a professional recording studio <laughs> and a lot of roosters around and there's a lot of roosters I like went in my little tiny sliding door closet and we set up a futon around me and I was like locked in this little closet for a few hours just recording um but it was good it's all I love those little moments you know they give us so much character I'm so happy that everyone got to hear that part of the story too it's so beautiful. And I, again, like I said before, I just remember the time, your evolution between the solar eclipse and now the upcoming blue moon. That's pretty much what this book is about. And you're releasing it on the blue moon. Mm-hmm. Why the blue moon? What brought this idea? And also, will you tell the listeners what the blue moon, the significance of the blue moon is? Well, honestly, um, I've had these poems in my back pocket for a long time. And I kept thinking, yeah, I'll release them, but like later, like later, later, later. And then one day I was sitting on the beach and I was talking with a friend that is very close to my heart and, um, and I shared with him that I wrote these poems and I was just so vulnerable. And he like looked back at me and it was just such unconditional love and acceptance and really encouraged me to release them and to not hold anything back and to not let fear take me out and um yeah his words just kind of hit me it felt like this cosmic message was just delivered and I don't know it snapped something inside of me and so um I looked at the calendar and I was like how long do I need to do this like probably a month um and then I was like what's like a cool date and so I texted Jill Mm -hmm. and I was like uh, spirit daughter spirit daughter and I was just like um hey like what's (laughs) what's going on in the astrological forecast and um she was sharing the blue moon and how it's like a portal that you can walk through like you can completely make this huge accelerated leap in your evolution around this time you can let go of all of these old habits like everyone was going back to um, old patterns that weren't serving them the past few months and now we step forward yeah. through this eclipse as the shadow releases and we there's a rising there's a rising of the feminine she talks about it in the forward and it's not only a blue moon it's a leo full moon um so it's very powerful and um she'll get into the actual astrology of it because she's a lot more qualified than i am but there's also a solar eclipse um two weeks after and that's wow. more um, kind of like our seeds have grown and they're blooming and we're stepping into the light and, um, it just felt right. I saw January 31st and I was like, okay, I'm doing it. And that was it. And it's happening. And also it's two full moons in one month. So that's going to be extra powerful to be the second moon. That's a full moon in the same month. That's what makes it blue that there's two in one month. Yeah. Wow. I love that. Yeah. Do you have any fears? before yeah yeah Yeah, I have so many I mean are you kidding it's like um it's interesting though because they're not very loud and I don't feel them in my body very much yeah 
I mean, I used to be scared of like everything, everything. And, um, and you see that a lot in the poems, the fears that I work through. Yeah. And here's the thing is like, I don't know if we ever fully can get rid of fear, but the voice gets smaller and it doesn't sit in the driver's seat. And so, yeah, yes, I'm scared that this is the most vulnerable thing I've ever released and that it has a lot of insights into my personal evolution and people may dislike it um or they may love it and wild success and wild failure both scare me but I'm kind of just like I can't not do this at this point it's too I'm not holding back and so um yeah it's not in the driver's seat I'm so glad and you know how to quiet that voice you've practiced so much you have the tools to quiet that voice and your poems are going to help people quiet that voice too thank you I just think that we have to nurture the gift in each other you know we have to encourage each other to use our voice that's really what this is is me using my voice and yes so whether or not it's received well it's being used and when she comes do you have a certain feeling in one part of your body or do you hear something? Do you feel something? Do you see something? What happens when you know like you get that that just like inkling or that that hunch like I need to write. It's like a nudge. Mm-hmm. Like I need to write this right now and it just comes through you. Yeah. Is there like a certain feeling? There are times when I'm um when I like I'm sitting and meditating and I feel the voice come and it's very still and very um, empowering. Like it just feels like truth. But there are also times when I'm driving or when I'm talking to someone or hiking and it's like these words start to float into my head and I'm like, oh man, like not now. Um, So I have so many notes in my phone, hundreds of notes of like fragmented lines Mm -hmm. that I just write and hope that when I go back to the line, I'll remember what the verse was. Yep. Um, So it kind of depends, but it feels like truth and it feels like love. That's what it feels like. It's amazing. We'll be hiking uh, or just in the middle of or even driving sometimes and it's like whip out the notes yeah and you do I actually remember that after um Alex Carson was staying with us and we had just done like this crazy crazy hike it was like eight nine miles barreling through streams and and I was exhausted and you were like driving us to get dinner because we were so delirious we couldn't even drive and a poem started to come and I'm like oh my god I'm so tired But you did it. You yeah. powered through. Is that one in the book? Yeah, it came out backwards, but it's in the book. <laughs> it came out backwards. You yeah. were very delirious. Yeah. Great. Well, we have so many questions, so I want to make sure that we get to as many as possible. It was so hard to select these. I really had to sit down to and like, all right, which are the best for Allie and the highest good of this podcast for her poetry book? So many people had great questions that were not so um relevant when it came to this particular book so I just kind of saved them aside for maybe a later date but as far as these questions I think that this will be really helpful it's some of them are more personal and they're not just about the book but they are relevant in a sense when it comes to your creative spirit I have no idea what they are though just (laughs) so you guys know (laughs) she Um, has no idea but have at it yeah she didn't even I made sure she didn't even look at the Facebook group yeah (laughs) 
to make sure but yes you can go in there and look later if you want um all right so the very first question is by katie Serbeck, and she asks i would love to know ali's first memory slash experience with writing poetry or writing in general um katie hi by the way i know exactly who you are and i love everything that you always write to me um and i love you um my first experience writing Hmm. Um, first experience writing, I was a little girl and my mom used to read Harry Potter to me every single night or like some sort of fantasy novel. Um, and she always just made sure books were a very huge part of my childhood. And I was filled with so much anxiety and so much, um, I was very sensitive. So there was just a lot happening and I had no idea how to express it or deal with it. And then she came in one day and handed me this green little notebook. And it said on the cover, uh, life's not waiting for the storm to pass. It's about waiting to dance in the rain, which is something she had always said to me. And I just started writing. First, it was like nonsense, just little things like, oh, I played with a rabbit today in the forest and just like little whatever happened. And um, I don't necessarily remember what I wrote, but. I just remember the feeling after I was calm and I felt like I could breathe. And so it was, it was medicine and I didn't even know that that's what was happening, but she always made sure I had a journal and an infinite amount of books. And now you have an infinite amount of journals too. <laughs> they probably Indeed. have a stack. Oh, I have novels and novels. <laughs> I can't believe you're almost done with your most recent journal. I just got it and it is the thickest journal I've ever seen. It's 600 pages and I finished it. It's been, um, I got it when we moved here actually. Oh, you finished it already? Yeah. It has like one page left. So it's pretty wow. much. Wow. Wow. What a great way to end it. Yeah. Cause you're turning another chapter. Mm-hmm. That's amazing. All right. Next question. Nicole Gramstad. Stad. By the way, you guys, I'm not the best at pronouncing names in general, so forgive me, Nicole. (laughs) I would love to know when and how Allie began to be aware that her life path was being molded into a spiritual path. Can't wait to read and listen. Oh, um, I think everyone is on a spiritual path, whether they realize it or not. It's just, um, we are evolving into new depths of awareness, Yes. And that's really what it is. And so um, when did I become like a crystal using fairy (laughs) hunting human? (laughs) Um, You more like a fairy chasing. Fairy chasing, not hunting. I would never hunt a fairy. Sorry, that just flew out of my uh, vessel. Anyways, um, as a kid, I was very spiritual, but... Um, I lost that a lot in high school and middle school. I shut that part of myself off. And so in my yoga training when I was 18, um, I kind of started to reawaken that part of myself and be surrounded by people where it was okay to be in touch with that part of myself. So, um, but once, once you realize you're on it, you're not getting off. (laughs) You're not getting off. That's true. And she actually has a couple more questions that you had already answered. When did the poems of explorations of Cosmic Soul begin? That was after India, which was mm, June June. of last year. And when did you write your last one, which was three days ago? And what are... (laughs) (laughs) 
And what are many things that inspired these poems? Um, it, the dedication explains it. Yeah. That this book is lessons learned through the school of everyday life. And so the people in my life have been huge teachers. Um, and the people that I've known my whole life are a part of that. The people that I met here are a huge part of inspiring that. Um, the people on Instagram, our tribe, like it's all part of it. Nature is a huge part of it because growing up in LA, I just, um, I didn't realize how much I needed that connection. So when I got here, it was like, I was starving for it. And I would just like, I mean, you know, it's been like four hours just roaming and walking and kind of watching the leaves and the water run over the rocks and the river and just learning from it as much as I could and slowing down and seeing what it had to teach. And I'm still learning. So those are my two biggest ones. And you'll always be learning. Yeah. Nature always has something new to teach you every day. So do people. Yep, so do people. Parnia Razi asks, how do you stay in a creative flow and have time for writing, yoga, etc. when you live a super busy life how can we create more space in our lives for these important practices i think it was tim ferris that said if you're too busy you're out of control of your life um because i don't think that busy necessarily means productive um if i'm not honoring my heart and what my soul needs to learn and to grow which is right now, yoga, poetry, spending time in nature, um, being still with myself, um, learning from the people around me, like all of those things, all of those teachers that sculpt who I am every day, um, then I can't go out into the world and share what I'm learning because I'm not really learning. I would just be like a broken record and I don't want to repeat, um, the same thing over and over again because people are so in tune and they're so smart and they just want what's real and so Mm -hmm. I don't know if what I'm saying is right all the time but I'm really practicing it and I'm really trying to learn so I think it's just knowing my priorities and knowing what's really important and making time because you can make time for anything you really can Mm -hmm. it doesn't matter if you're Elon Musk or if you're a monk sitting in a jungle, we make time. We do. And that is so important and powerful to know. And you really do practice what you preach, know what you sing. Because people don't, like you said, like to be preached to. They now, Nowadays, we do want to just be sung to because we've heard it all. And you know those people that, they're those motivational speakers that you, they might ramp a lot of people up, but you just have this feeling, is this honest? And they might have a great following, but you just get this feeling like I don't know well, you and I get this feeling about certain people too and people can just sense that we all know I think our soul tribe's really smart and intuitive where they just know and they have that feeling and everyone's seeking truth and oh that makes me more excited for people to read your poetry mm. yeah because what you're saying can be right but it has to feel real in your heart and that takes a lot of vulnerability and I think that's why it's a lot easier to talk about our past or um, regurgitate the same lessons that we've learned. Like a broken record. Yeah. Or what other people are speaking and saying and sharing. That's gotta come from you. And that only happens when you have those practices. 
I love it. Ooh, Megan Giddings, she wants to know your favorite literary poets or which poets you turn to for inspiration. Or I'm also thinking like artists and writers in general. Mm-hmm. Um, poets, Rupi Carr. She just speaks to women and the rise of the feminine and goes straight to your heart. Um, NQ is another amazing one and an awesome friend. And he just, um, there's no bullshit. He cuts straight into truth in a very deep, very clear, very blunt way. And he just shows all around LA. He's awesome. Um, and artists... I just, I don't know, I love, um, I think it's Charmaine and Olivia on Instagram, she's a beautiful painter, and Sally Mustang, and um, all these free spirits, you know, because we're all artists, we really are, if we just spend time with that part of ourselves. We all are, everybody has it in them. Ooh, this next question is going to be so hard. (laughs) It might be impossible. Jessica Pratter asks, what is your favorite poem from your book? And why? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Um, wow. That's really hard because they reflect, like, when I see them, I think about who I was and the place I was in at the time that I wrote them. And so my favorite is usually the most recent one because it's the closest to who I am now. Um I do not yeah. know. It's okay. They're all your babies. They're all my it's babies. It's like a mama choosing her baby. You just can't do that. Yeah. I, I want to hear their favorite one. Yes. <laughs> so please, Jessica, tell us your favorite one and everybody else. Tell us your favorite. Ashley Nicole asks, how do you raise your vibration when you're in a difficult ongoing situation, such as in between moving or having new oper- job opportunities? So how do you raise your vibration when you are in a difficult situation when you're in a transition I can speak to that particularly right now because I'm in a very transitional time in my life um transitions are good because they're honest because you're not comfortable because you don't have the same safety nets you once did or the same sense of security because you're questioning everything and questioning is when we're most honest because we're really like asking more about who we are And so that actually gives me comfort. And, you know, the truth is you're so much bigger than whatever situation you're in right now. Like in a month, you're going to look back on this and be like, oh, yes, I see why that had to happen. Well, that was a really interesting lesson. I'm going to take that with me and live that now. But um, we are a lot more than our experiences. If we were just the sum of our experiences... Yeah, we're just a lot more. A lot more than that. And so I remember that. And I remember, you know, that this is happening for my highest learning experience. And if I'm focused on why is this happening to me instead of for me, I'm missing the lesson. I'm missing the point. And then I'm just going to end up subconsciously creating another experience in which I have to repeat the same lesson. So the more I pay attention, the more present and awake I am to what's going on, the faster I move through my suffering, the stronger I become and the more I learn. And then I get to attract new experiences. And that's so great because I don't, I want to learn new lessons. Mic drop. 
Ali Michelle people. <laughs> wow. <laughs> oh. I love you. <laughs> I love you. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, moving on. Claire DiMuzio. Ooh, I like her last name. Me too. Yeah, she asks, any advice for a budding poet? I always sit down to write, but can't get more than a line or two before some part of me starts saying, that's no good, this is awful, and you suck. Oh, we've all been there. How do you move past that and into a love space of creation? And thank you, can't wait to hear the podcast, and congratulations on putting out your first book, Heart. Oh, thank <laughs> you. Um, honestly, if I were you, I would write a bunch of really shitty poems just to like witness how uncomfortable you feel inside doing it. Like, and by the way, they're probably amazing. It's just like your lens of perception that's judging them. Um, because what's good is totally in the eye of the beholder. Like, for example, I absolutely adore Rupi Carr's poetry. I'm not such a huge fan of Shakespeare, but look at Shakespeare. Like he's the most famous <laughs> playwright there ever. So, um, but that's just my opinion. It doesn't sing to my soul. And honestly, um, your work is not going to sing to everyone's soul. It's really not. It's actually going to um, trigger some people and make them get a little uncomfortable because it's going to mirror for them unhealed parts of themselves. And so you have to be okay with that. You have to be okay with not being liked or accepted for your work because it's not between you and them. It's not about their opinion. This is you and your relationship to creativity and to love and to the universe and if you're honoring that, that's all that matters. And so write your poems, write them, witness particularly where in your body you feel uncomfortable. Like, is it your stomach? Is it your heart? And then just take a moment. Send your breath to that area. And just be like, okay, I'm triggered right now, but I'm going to keep going. Exactly. Not everybody's going to love your work. And that is actually a sign that you are on the right path mm -hmm. if everyone approves of you something's got to change something's got to change if everybody likes it that means it's only okay it's mm -hmm. not great it needs to be a piece that yeah. sings to some but others may want to set on fire and that is good <laughs> hey if you're making people feel that's what counts yeah oh that is amazing we interrupt this episode to thank our sponsor and our new go-to magical liquid elixir for Sigmatic Tribe. Did you know that Buddhist monks drink the mushroom lion's mane to enhance their focus during meditation and improve memory? And there's a whole kingdom of mushrooms like reishi, also known as liquid yoga, as I like to call it, mm -hmm. that have been time tested and are scientifically proven to help alleviate stress and activate sleep cycles. It's almost like a safe tranquilizer for the brain. Oh, that's so cool. And also cordyceps that get me fired up by boosting my energy levels before running and vinyasas or my intense hit workouts. Just, oh, I feel so in, I feel so fueled. We'll just have him cut that out. Or even help me overcome the midday slump. Or chaga, which is known to make you feel like a superhero and also help promote beautiful, long, shiny, thick hair and glowing skin. And it's no secret that Ali and I are unabashed coffee addicts, or I guess, um, or, or lovers, which I guess is a better term. We're coffee lovers, and we wonder why it's noon 45 and we just can't focus and we have these crazy jitters and stomach pains. 
And I even tried to switch to an organic decaf to avoid these issues, which only triggered worse symptoms. But now we're free from all those jitters, crashes, and stomach issues, so we had to share with you the healing powers of mushroom coffee by Four Sigmatic. We're drinking the healthiest and best of the best mushroom coffee that provides amazing health benefits for our body and mind. It is the drink for the soul. It is the drink for the soul. I love that Four Sigmatic combined a magical mix of the mushroom adaptogens with coffee. And oh, I also love their decaf too, because for me, it's not really the caffeine so much. Well, it is in the mornings, but it's about the taste. So midday, I mix their decaf with cordyceps and lion's mane, which I also call Allie's hair. Because you know, and I really do think it helps me focus on your own magic work during the day without the stomach pain. So I finally can just drink coffee pretty much all day. And for the matcha lovers out there, you must try their mushroom matcha mix. Such a delicious pre-yoga drink. It is soul good. Soul good. So we listed the benefits of each mushroom on our blog for you at yourownmagic.life. But Four Sigmatic is giving the Soul Tribe a 15% discount. Thank you so much. So just go click on the link in the show notes or go to foursigmatic.com forward slash soul tribe. That's F-O-U-R-S-I-G-M-A-T-I-C dot com forward slash soul tribe and enter the discount code code soul tribe S-O-U-L-T-R-I-B-E one word no spaces soul tribe for 15% off your magical coffee and mushroom elixir order soul good Ooh, Taylor Christine Kucharski asks How do you allow yourself to fully let go of control to trust and embrace the plan of the universe? What has been, what have been your tools to release expectations while taking action in the direction of your heart? I love you too. Thank you for sharing your beautiful souls with all of us. Purple heart. (laughs) Well, we love you and the purple heart is amazing. Um, How do we let go of control? Hmm, that is not a fun one to learn, huh? (laughs) 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 Uh, I, you know, it, it, there's so many paradoxes of spirituality because it's like, we're the master of our fate. We manifest and create our reality. But at the same time, um, we don't get to decide everything that happens and map out the blueprint for the rest of our existence and thank the universe. Thank goddess, because, I look back at what I was trying to manifest a few months ago and I'm like, oh, yikes. Thank goodness that didn't happen. And it's always that way, you know, because it just turns out so much better than we hope for if we can step back. Yes. Um, and so what I would say is there's there's a balance, you know, um, because you are the master of your fate and you should put your manifestations out there and and what your heart desires. So put it out there and take action, and then step back, step mm-hmm. back, let it go, laissez faire, hands off, breathe, and surrender, and that's the order that I do it in, because um, I understand that life is much bigger than me, and much bigger than what I want, and if I'm too focused on what I want, and not what is to the highest good of um, humanity, because we're all connected, then I end up suffering more Mm -hmm. when we're focused on other people and what we can give to them. There's this sense of joy because it's a circulation of energy. There's a circulation of love happening. If it's just within us, 
then we're just sitting there malignant in our own um feelings Mm -hmm. so yeah um be clear on what you want but then let it go and give the universe space and breath to send you more than you could have hoped for I think that is so powerful and I know when you write in your manifestations you say this or something better which is so profound because you're right looking back we don't want those manifestations that we wanted to happen because then we wouldn't be where we're at now which is even greater because we ask for something better so just trust that you'll receive something better this or that something is better. so powerful and like you said you'll have a moment where you might struggle but just to know that this is happening for you not to you and that's when you might be crying and crying and crying and have a red puffy face and then all of a sudden you're like wait <laughs> this is happening for <laughs> me this is so good you're and referring then you to me <laughs> I was crying so hard the other day, guys, we're co-oxing and my eyes are like swollen over my face. (laughs) And so I just cuddled her for a long time and then it was so amazing how fast she snapped out of it. She's like, wait, yes, (laughs) this is actually going to be great. And she was genuinely like so excited and stoked the rest of the day. And then, well, that morning is the morning you woke up and went to the sunrise and and that poem came. Yes. Chess is happening for you. And honestly, like, you can't numb sadness and pain. Like, the reason why my face was swollen over was because I was like, ow, this hurts. And I, like, just allowed myself to bawl and feel loss and feel pain and feel whatever arose. And I just sat there and I cried and I didn't judge it. And I just kind of, it's that wild feminine energy. I just let it express itself fully because I've so suppressed that part of myself or used to mm-hmm. for a long time. And because I allowed myself to just collapse for a moment, I rebuild, rebuilded, rebuilt, rebuilt, rebuilt <laughs> so much quicker. Um, because I understand that if I numb sadness, I'm numbing joy. Yeah. I'm numbing what's coming, which is much better. I think that a lot of people can take that and put that in their pocket because I know after witnessing that, I'm going to do that myself. (laughs) And you better be there cuddling me and being like, it's all good. Oh, I will have wine and rose chocolate with you anytime and cuddle you. My favorites. I love you. Ooh, this next one. Very light. Marie Roche. Roche. <laughs> I'm going to pretend like I pronounced that correctly. Marie, I love you. How, <laughs> how does a typical day in your life look like? And what would be your absolute dream day? Much love. Oh, she says Ava. Avia XX. So maybe that's her name. Well, beautiful being whose name could or could not be Avia. <laughs> um, my day's change like I have a routine that I love but at the same time I kind of just um stop and listen and I'm like what does my body need today what does my soul need today what does my heart need today what does my mind need today and I follow that because um I used to like get up every morning work out have coffee write, and and just do the same thing over and over again um that's not really how we're built. We have cycles and we have rhythms and sometimes you need to lay in bed and breathe and sleep a little more and sometimes you need to get up and run and or do yoga or whatever it is that sings to you. But um, 
Lately, I've just been waking up and hopping in this little fairy pond down our street, and being in water is very healing for me. So I've been just going in the water and floating and um, enjoying the silence of that. You know, when the world just kind of goes quiet, when your head dips beneath the surface of the sea, it's just, yeah, I really enjoy that. But my dream day um, would be that. And Wait, then, before your dream day, I do want to comment. Because a lot of people have looked at our morning routines, and now I do think we need to redo it a block because this is a recent shift for both of us to just wake up and listen. Like right now, as the moon is waxing, I notice certain this happens every single month. Um, the moon is waxing because it's coming towards a full moon. You taught me this the other day. But I notice after the new moon, my body and my energy is a little different. And so I need to just adjust and I just listen to myself in a different way. I thought that I wanted my morning routine to be so structured. But really, this past week, I've been really enjoying like, what do I want in this moment? And I think that that would be a good like future blog post about people to really not be so not be like allow themselves to be more flexible if you want to like have a little bit of a plan but allow yourself flexibility on what you really want in that moment what your body really needs yeah because here's the flip side of routine as it can be empowering but we can also start to attach our self-worth to it where if you miss that run if you don't do that thing you wanted to do if you don't write or whatever it is um our self-worth can take a hit because we're like, oh, I didn't do this today, so I don't deserve to do that. Or, you know, there's an attachment of identity that starts to go into it. I noticed that within myself, at least. Um, Me too. And that's when I was like, whoa, new routine needed. Um, So again, there's the paradox, you know, routine Mm -hmm. is great, but allow freedom within it. I love that. Yeah. Routine is great, but allow freedom within and what you're, so now though, your dream day. Yes. Dream day. Um, man. Oh, you didn't say what the, re- you just said morning. What does the rest of your day look like on a typical day? Um, I know it varies. Dancing in the kitchen with you. <laughs> yes. And hiking in nature with the ones that I love mm-hmm. and laughing. And uh, I love spending time around just people that really where we just get each other and it's like so uplifting and supportive and and getting to learn from their stories and then watching the sunset and um ending the day you know under the night sky having our vegan mac and cheese that you make it's like childhood food it's so good oh my gosh and we've been experimenting a lot but the vegan mac and cheese is so good i did put a blog up on euromagic.life for that by the way guys and ali and i like that's actually usually a part of our i'm not going to say evening routine but just how we want to wrap up our day is to connect with our inner child and a little more playfully because mac and cheese was my favorite as a little kid and i believe yours too and so that's why we do that we wrap up our days bringing out our inner child so we can feel a little more playful and don't worry guys it's plant-based mac and cheese by the way healthy super easy plant-based mac and cheese and we like to use red lentil pasta and it makes we make it so easy because it's just red lentil pasta butternut squash soup some abodo adobo abodo seasoning (laughs) and a lot of nutritional yeast and i even share this just it's so easy i share it on the blog at yourownmagic.life and you can order all these ingredients online to avoid the matrix of the grocery store and get it at 
I think half the price or more at Thrive Market. Plus, we hooked you up, by the way, with $60 worth of free groceries plus free shipping and a free 30-day trial. It's amazing how much money you'll save. So you might as well try it out so you can save the money for experiences like we like to do. And they also cater to your diet. So I simply select the vegan option and they have loads of vegan options. I think that they even have more than the Matrix grocery stores uh, and for less than the grocery store. So just go to thrivemarket.com forward slash your own magic and order your free $60 worth of groceries and get your free shipping and free 30-day trial that try all that's at thrivemarket.com forward slash your own magic and now on with your dream day (laughs) (laughs) we just had to put that in there (laughs) just uh, had to stick that vegan recipe in there um yeah laying under the milky way during milky way season which it's not right now but it will be um and yeah i i don't know there's something about it looking up at the universe where I just come home to my cosmic soul and I'm like, ah, yes, life is not so serious. That's so beautiful. It's perfect. Hmm. <laughs> and one, a part of my dream day would definitely be to open up your book and read one of your poems. I actually really do do that now. <laughs> oh, so, yeah. Wow. I think that a lot of people are going to add that in part of their day. I would be extremely honored. There's something that like each one of the poems speaks to some part of you. Anyways. Oh, your mom. Oh, Joni. She asked a question. So mama's Mama got Jones? a cue. She's got a cue. Actually, in all fairness, I texted her. <laughs> she got wow. a cue. Wow. <laughs> I was like, got a cue for her? Um, but of course she did. She asks, given how much energy you expend on your creative writing and how healing of yourself and healing of yourself and others, as well as adventuring, how do you make sure you fuel your body and soul? Oh, I know why she asked that question. Um, (laughs) I love her. Um, yeah, she, we were talking the other day about, um, how much energy, you give out and the effect that it has on your physical body. Um, cause I've experienced a lot of changes in my physical body recently and I was like, Whoa. Um, and so if you think about it, like, okay, imagine yourself like this empty vessel and the universe is pouring in this waterfall of light. And if you, um, don't have like a healthy boundary around yourself, the water's just going to pour back out into the world and you're going to be empty. Like there's nothing left. Um, and so that's when the practice of self-care comes in so that you can hold that energy and hold that light and give it to the world within that circulation of love that I talked about before without burning out. Because um, this is a huge lesson for me because um, I'll give until I burn out and then I'm like out for a few days and I'm sleeping and yeah. it's done. Um, it's so true. So I, nowadays I always make sure that I have like um, a healthy snack nearby to feel my physical body. Um, like I do while eating a, like little portions more often. Um, and I always make sure to have a lot of water. This is just on the nutrition side. Um, and sleep is so important for me getting the right amount of sleep is like, it's everything. And some people, 
um like Raquel for example you don't sleep that much Mm -hmm. and you do really well sleeping like what well I do make sure to sleep seven hours at least um a lot most days I really do get sick so I try my best to do seven I don't even remember last time I did eight but that's because I am insomniac but because of meditation yoga obviously I can sleep better now yeah um and my dad is that way where he doesn't need as much sleep um but I (laughs) I go to bed at 8 30 and I'm up at 7 um Mm -hmm. 7 30 and so I've always been that way I've always just slept a lot longer than most people um and I know that about myself and I'm not judging that or ashamed of that anymore I'm just getting what I need um for optimal health and so um and so you can be there for everybody else and show up as your best self yeah and so and these are just little tools that totally shift and change as I do the amount of sleep the food I eat um the amount that I meditate and journal and spend time in nature and really all of that it's not so much the specifics that matter because everyone's different it's more so that we all need to recharge somehow We all need to unplug from our phones, unplug from all of the chaotic stuff that comes our way every day and go do something for ourselves that's really nurturing and plug in and recharge because then we're giving from a really empowered place. We're giving from a place that's connected to the cosmos instead Mm -hmm. of just what our brains think is right in that moment. I love that. Joni? There you go. That's how she does it. (laughs) Um, Juliet Barnars Barnars asks, how do you avoid negative vibes in your daily life? And how do you react when you have to face them? Love and light from France. Merci. Merci. Um, It's so bad because the only French I know is (laughs) which you clearly don't even know. Which I clearly (laughs) don't even know. I just thought of the Lady Marmalade song. (laughs) Julia's probably like, oh dear. (laughs) And yeah, she's so face palming right now. Um, (laughs) I'm sorry, what was the question? (laughs) (laughs) A little distraction. Oh man, Uh, it is. How do you avoid negative vibes in your daily life and how do you react when you have to face them? Okay, yes. Um, So to an extent, we choose who we surround ourselves with and um, the quality of people that is. But sometimes um, maybe a family member, it's coming from them or a close friend or someone just comes up to you on the street. I mean, we don't have total control over that. Um, so when that happens, the first thing I think is, what are you here to teach me? You know, why did I attract this? What is the lesson? Um, the second is only love in, only love out. And I just imagine this like protective, loving, beautiful bubble around me, um, trusting that there's only love in, only love out. And then I really take a step back and I look at them because I know that what is not love needs love and so when I feel safe and connected to my heart then um I can give a little more love to them yeah and that feels a lot better than judging and being like ah Mm -hmm. why are you penetrating my aura (laughs) they think they can the darkness thinks it can penetrate but light is so much brighter so if you just recognize like ooh, 
this person just, you know, they just need a little bit of light and love. But like to truly get it, of course, sometimes that's harder to provide when they are feeling so down and dark and judgmental. But it ends up coming into fruition, especially when you can. I love the bubble tactic yeah. i love the bubble method only live in only live out just think of yourself like you are a light worker you're a warrior mm-hmm. of light and you hold a responsibility as much as everyone else to spread that yeah we're all accountable in that and i've actually written a few poems about that like we have the choice to separate and disconnect um and it happens in every realm whether spiritual or not where it's a lot more comfortable to just retreat inside of ourselves but that's not why we're here mm-hmm. And things are changing, they're shifting, and the world needs more love. It needs people to speak up. Yes. Soul powerful. Another mic drop, Ali. Um, all right, this one is fairly long, but it was a great question. And so I'm just going to read it all. It's by, her name is Ali Luya, but it's actually not Ali Luya. She told me, she's like, because we've used her before we uh I think asked somebody a question of hers before and we both said Alleluia and she's like but my name is Alice and my last name is really not Luya so it just sounds like you guys are saying hallelujah I'm like well guess what now Ali or Alice that is your new nickname with us we're calling you hallelujah from now on so (laughs) I love that so hallelujah asks um she said, wow, I'm so excited. Beautiful cover. I would love to know, Ali, how do you feel about navigating balance? You said in your previous podcast how spirituality is just full of paradoxes. So essentially, how do we reconcile these paradoxes and find balance? And then she continues, I feel like I'm on such or I feel like I'm such an all or nothing person. And likewise, either a big picture or a small picture person, I can't sit myself somewhere in between. I'm either dissatisfied with the present moment because it doesn't match what I want in the bigger picture, or I'm so involved in the present moment that it sucks me into it. And I don't take time to center myself. And I'm trying so hard to manifest positivity and be centered that I'm actually creating resistance to the present, even though I'm trying to center my thoughts on gratitude. So I believe, I think that she's also asking like to not only navigate balance about between being present and truly embracing the present, and also allowing ourselves to look forward to the future and manifest mm-hmm. finding that balance. Okay, so I'll answer that in two parts. Um, one, hmm, I would just let go of trying. You know, I remember when I first started meditating and I tried so hard to sit in that like lotus position with a smile on my face and like the mudra, even though I didn't know what it meant. Um, <laughs> And I was just trying to look how I thought the Buddha looked, honestly, and every other beautiful yogi I'd ever seen. And and it was so frustrating. So I was like, I do not feel peaceful at all. What is this? Why do people sit here? This is so uncomfortable. Um, and that's just an example. And so, um, you know, to use that as a symbol, what I ended up doing actually was just um, sitting upright on the couch with pillows behind my back for a long time because wow. I was comfortable and because I was actually able to drop into myself and breathe that way. Um, so balance is never going to look a certain way is my point. Um, it's never going to look how it looks for someone else. And maybe your balance is being a black and white person. Maybe you do weigh the dark and the light 
and um, see which one is needed for that situation. And that's okay. Um, What I always do personally lately is I put both hands on my heart and I think about whatever decision I'm making, whatever conflict I'm having, and I just kind of let it go for 10 beats until I can really feel it and take a few breaths. And, and I ask myself, you know, is this governed by love? Is this coming from my heart? Is this what my most enlightened self would do? Is this what love would have me do? And you'll honestly always get an answer every time beneath the mind's jumble if you really just feel because it's going to be what feels good and what feels right. And, and you'll see, like even testing your body, um, think about the one direction you can go in. And if you start to feel kind of tense and anxious, um, that's your body's wisdom. And then think about the other one. And if you start to kind of relax and soften a little, um, that is something to pay attention to because the body really has so much more intelligence than we can even comprehend. So trust that. That's your balance. I'm holding my heart right now. Hallelujah, Ali. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Great wow. name, by the way. <laughs> and this is actually exactly what I think she needed to hear. She it's interesting you said that in the first part because she capitalized trying. Hallelujah. Capitalized trying. Don't. <laughs> Don't try. That's my answer, yeah. I love that. Yeah. All right. Next question. And this is our last Soul Triber question. And uh, then I have a few questions, the wrap-up questions for you that you might know what's coming. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Hannah Kellerman asks, if you could only pick one poem, which poem do you think every person going through a rough time needs to hear? And then Allie, if you don't mind reciting it. Okay. This is called Intrinsic Worth. Slow down. Breathe, my love. There will always be something important to attend to. And yet, what is more important than to sit and be in total peace? We fear silence, yet through silence we are free. Prison only exists within. When we face our pain... You will no longer be held back by what has been. Slow down, breathe, my love. Listen to the voice inside. It is wise and wants you to be joyfully alive. It intends that you actualize your soul's potential, no longer living on autopilot or waiting for the world to hand you self-worth in a stack of credentials. Your soul has intrinsic value It has nothing to do with status, beauty, or success. Slow down. Breathe, my love. Listen to the voice inside. You'll know what path to take if you follow that inner guide. Wow. (laughs) Every time. (laughs) Every time. I was... Ali and I, we meditate at this cave that the Dalai Lama came to. Um, 
I don't know how long ago, but, and it's a sacred holy cave. It's actually closed to the public, but we go there just to, because there's something about that place, the energy in that place, or like the Hawaiians call it the mana, that's so powerful. And as you're reading this, I pictured you, myself hearing your voice while the last time we were there, and I was, I had my eyes open while I was meditating it, but I was looking around, and I think that that poem is exactly what I needed to hear at that time to silence what was going on in my mind and follow mm. my inner guide. Yeah. Oh my gosh, that just gave me chills. <laughs> um, that was powerful. Yeah. Thank you. No. <laughs> Thank you. And Hannah, I hope you enjoyed that one. <laughs> and I hope it helps you with whatever rough time you may be going through. I know it will. All right, last two questions. If every person in the world could suddenly tune in and listen to this podcast right now, every person in the world, what would be the most important message you would want them to know for this upcoming year? It's inside of you. It's all inside of you. We hear that. But I mean, try and truly live that because when you're running around and asking everyone what you should do, that's when you need to sit and ask your heart what you should do. Because it's not so much how your external life looks. There's always going to be something else that you want. There's always going to be something else for you to do. So just trust that it's already within you. It's all there everything that you need to create the life that you love, everything that you need to heal, everything that you need to just become the completely whole, empowered being that you have always been, it's in you. So don't be scared to spend time with yourself. And if it's frustrating or boring or painful or whatever arises, just try and witness that and think, okay, this is what's happening right now. Just spend some time with your soul. Wow, that was so powerful. I just want the soul tribe to know that that came out instantly. She closed her eyes and all of that came through. And so, just so you know that. Hmm. Thank you for being an instrument of love. And I have one last question for you. How would you advise the soul tribe to create their own magic? I did not see this one coming. <laughs> Surprise! <laughs> hmm. Um, there's a whisper that you'll hear, like a little pull, a little nudge of excitement when you think of something, when you hear of something, whether it's a creative project or um, a place to travel to or a book to write or whatever it is understand the value of that you don't need to know why that's important or why it excites you but that is a brick upon which you should step because if you keep following those little bricks of excitement you're gonna have a whole path right in front of you and it's gonna be completely aligned with your soul's purpose and it's not easy you have to spend a lot of time getting still and listening 
and it's really easy to get stuck on how am I going to make money from this you know how am I going to do this will the world like it will it be accepted and that's really good if you step upon that brick and you get this wave of fear it means it's really important to your heart so just tell that fear okay I will walk with you but you will not be deciding where I walk Thank you. I love you so much. I love you. And thank you for like saying that we should do this and for just listening to every single poem as I wrote it and always just having such a compassionate ear. No matter what you're doing, you always stop and listen and you're just so there and literally the most selfless, compassionate person I've ever met. And I think that's really important for people now, even though I'm sure they already do. But as someone that spends pretty much every second of every day with you, it's important for them to know that you're magic. I wouldn't have it any other way when you write those poems. I love them so much. And I can't wait for everybody to read them on the 31st it's amazing where can everyone pick it up and also if they don't know where can they find you on social media (laughs) (laughs) um well it is called explorations of a cosmic soul it will be as of now on audible and amazon um Uh, The physical copy will be on Amazon. And I am trying to get it on Kindle, but I'm not making a promise. I'm just (laughs) saying um, I'm attempting that. So look out for that. And it's Ali Michelle L. Don't forget the L, even though I'm pretty sure this is in our outro, but that's okay. Um, On Instagram. And um, you can find us here every Monday. Yeah. Every um, Magic Monday. Every Magic Monday. So that's. Oh, and also our membership site. Yes, our membership site. If you would like guided meditations by Raquel and I on amazing things like compassion and forgiveness and um, just ways to really set up your day and slow down. It is $4.44 the price of a angelic cup of coffee. <laughs> um, and so that is on uh, yourownmagic.life. Yes, yourownmagic.life. I, I love you guys and Ali. Thank you so much. Mm, thank you. Aho. Aho. We are so grateful you tuned into this podcast. And if you enjoyed this episode, please share it with your friends and rate us on iTunes. Yes, and those of you who leave a rating and review, we want to share our gratitude by sending you a special gift. Just email info at yourownmagic.life and we will send you an exclusive meditation guided by the both of us. And make sure to say hi to us on Instagram. I'm at Ali Michelle L. Don't forget the random L at the end. (laughs) (laughs) And I'm Raquel Mon. Thank you and have a magical day. Oh, <laughs>